Thanks for joining episode one of Your Body Advocate, the podcast dedicated to your body's side of the story. This is the best place to be to improve your body-mind connection. Let's take a deep breath to relax. Ready? All right, let's go. You're listening to Your Body Advocate, telling your body's side of the story. The podcast dedicated to supporting and improving your body-mind connection so you can live a pain-free, passion-filled life, dissolving one body tension at a time. Discover the healing properties of your own body language, and together, let's explore ways to support and improve essential self-talk. Now, here's your host, Master of Encouragement and Body-Mind Life Coach, Ruth Cummings. Hello. Thanks for joining me for my first episode of Your Body Advocate. This is a podcast that I'm really dedicating to our body's side of the story. (laughs) What do I even mean by that? Well, I have been a massage therapist for over 25 years, and I'm also a body-mind life coach. And I have noticed this theme that we ignore what our body has to say to us with pain, it's telling us with headaches, with lack of sleep, with joint aching, with many types of communications, and we ignore what our body has to say. We do not change our behavior from what our body is trying to tell us. And so I'm trying to dedicate this entire podcast just to this subject. I'm also going to create as many website links, different books that I find, articles, anything that I can find to help you with your healing journey so that you can use this podcast and my website as a resource to come to to find things that might help you heal. I'm trying to keep each podcast to about 15 to 20 minutes so I can inspire you and give you some ideas very quickly once a week. My main goal for you is to learn how to advocate for your body, for you to be your own body's advocate. We often don't include our body in decisions, in decisions of what we eat, decisions of when we sleep or who we're with or what jobs we take, all kinds of big decisions. We have lost the ability to look inside, to listen to that intuition. And I really want to bring you back to that. Give your body a voice. It's really talking to you. You have a unique body language. And I'm not talking about the body language outside that people see. I mean the language from you to you. Your body has been trying to tell you things, and you know a lot of these. When you get a headache, do you you change your life? Do you drink water for that? If you have gas, do you listen to that? If you're not sleeping, do you listen to that? Why are your feet hurting? Why does your neck hurt? Do you change your behavior because of what your body is telling you through pain or through other ways? I also want to go through different themes that I have found in the body through tens of thousands of people that just fascinates me. It goes over age groups, gender, different places in the world that people live, different sports they play, different careers they have. It doesn't really matter the differences in the way the person was raised or how they live. Their body is expressing things the same way. They express anger, sadness, pain in the same ways in the exact same muscles in their body. I really find this fascinating. So there's a lot of subjects like this that the body teaches us, and I would really like to pass that on so it might be able to help you sometime. 
Some of these subjects include how we hold emotional pain in our body. And some of us aren't aware of that, but some of us are, but we don't really know what to do with it. Maybe we know that something's hurting when we are stressed, but we don't know how to get it out of our body. We don't understand how to deal with it that way. And that's one of the main reasons I'm doing this podcast is to give you as many ideas to get rid of those as possible. I have many interviews set up with all kinds of people to talk about this and how they hold emotional pain and, and what they think about it in a personal manner. I'd like to talk to some of my clients that have been through some very interesting types of healing and I would love to get their side of the story. So we'll be talking with a lot of people about their own unique body language so you can be inspired to find your own to not only find it, but to translate it. Sometimes we know our body is saying something, but it really sounds like a different language to us and we don't respond to it. So I want to really di dive deep into this subject to help you understand your body language better. Let's go over the basics of decoding our body language and our body communication with our mind. One of the first things to go through I call our body story. This is like a list of what your body has been through in your entire life. Next is our unique body language, how our body communicates with us through our skin with rashes or sweat, with our headaches, any pain in our muscles or joints, our digestion in many forms, if we're constipated, if we have gas, those types of things, all communications and so many others. If our ears are ringing, if our tongue is dry, if our eyes are burning, so many different ways that the body can communicate with us. Another one that we want to talk about today is creating our own very powerful healing team in your area. Find the people that live near you that are great healers that you can add to your healing team that you can turn to whenever you need them. I see these as the basic process to improve your body-mind connection and your body-mind communication. Start with your body story, so we'll go over that in episode two and many other episodes. Then try to understand your body language, your unique body language better. In America, we don't see it as a communication from our body to our mind, but just like a headache is a headache or a rash is a rash, not that it's the body communicating with us. So if we can change our mindset and be open to that, it really, really helps. And the last thing is to create a team of healers around you that can help you. And we'll go in depth in that, especially on episode seven, but many other episodes, because I'm going to have interviews with many of those people so that you understand what's possible in your own communities. And we start this process by looking at your own body story. Your body story is like a list of what you've been through in your life. And there's different insights we can get from your body story. When you're telling it, there's certain things you leave out and those are huge little clues that help us. Also, there's things that you say more than once. And when you listen to how you talk about your body story, the injuries, the surgeries, the traumas, the ways that you don't sleep, you don't eat, anything your body's going through, if you listen to how you talk about it, you can really learn a lot about your own body language. Writing down your body story, all the things that you've been through, really helps because there's things that you will leave out 
or things that you remember later and just keep adding to that list. The ones that your mind is really trying to ignore and really trying to avoid, those are the ones that if they show up, you can really heal deeply. And we'll go into that in episode two. And another step in the process of getting closer to your mind from your body and having a better communication process between your body and your mind is to take a deep look at your own unique body language. How is your body talking to you? And to see the little subtleties that your body is trying to communicate with you. And I, as a massage therapist and other therapists around you, other practitioners in your community can tell you that there's ways that our body talks to us that most of us ignore. And that's one of the main reasons for this podcast is to help you understand the little things that your body is trying to tell you and how, and then what to do with that communication, what to do with that information. We'll have a lot of podcasts on this and bring it up in almost every one. It's about how our body's trying to communicate with us. And then another big piece that we're going to talk about and talk about with a lot of other people is how to create your own healing team. You want to create the best people around you to help you heal in your life. And if you can be open-minded about that, there are so many people around you. There's doctors, right? But there's other people. You know, if you need a massage therapist, a counselor, a chiropractor, an acupuncturist, an Ayurvedic practitioner, there are so many. So if a homeopathic physician, for example, I have interviews with each one of these types of therapists or practitioners to help you understand just this limited um, amount of things that are around you that can help in your city and what they can do for you. Now, of course, not all of these are going to help everybody. And having all of them would be overkill and aren't for every situation. But knowing them and at least knowing how they can help you can be brought in uh, one at a time for different types of ailments in your life. We go through this in episode seven, where we talk about how to put these different types of modalities together. So like if you're trying to lose weight, maybe you need a dietitian more than you need a personal trainer. But working with those both together are really great plus a massage therapist and a chiropractor. If you have all four of those, that really helps. And then you can go back to your doctor and say, this is what I'm going to do with these four people. And they're going to help me reach these goals that we're talking about so I can reduce my stress and reduce my cholesterol and to sleep better. But if you're going through some anxiety, for example, maybe you need a counselor and an Ayurvedic practitioner. And maybe you need to go to some yoga classes So having those people together, there's different ways of adding all these modalities and all these great healers that are around you to help you heal. That's the whole point. We want to be the advocate for your body, not just your mind. And we also want to look at how your spirit is involved. So if you're religious, do you need a spiritual leader? Do you need to go talk to a priest or a rabbi? Do you need to find somebody in your life in a spiritual realm that can help you in that manner? My entire goal with this podcast is to show you insights and to encourage you to fight for your body, to encourage you to look outside the box. If you're not healing or if you don't feel very good and you don't understand why, if you're searching for happiness, if you're searching for a purpose in your life, 
then I really wanted to make this podcast for you to give you as many little nuggets as I can, not just for me, but as for as many, as many interviews as I can muster. So I want to give your body a voice because out of the tens of thousands of massages I have given, there's that common theme that people are not listening to their body. I have an example of this with my own body. After having ACL replacements in both knees, sometimes I use my knees as an excuse for the things that are hurting in my body or things that I'm not getting done in my life. But I also see this of people coming into my office and having the same responses to their own pain and the responses with the same wording that I'm using. And I just find that also fascinating when we blame our body or we see our body as separate. So I hear this often in my office where the person starts to blame the body and again say very, very mean things and derogatory things about their body as if it's a separate entity as if it's not part of who they are, but like this something that's following them around. And it's really interesting because oftentimes when I'm massaging somebody who is having that conversation with me, and I'm say, I'm working on their shoulders and neck, and there's a huge knot right there in the neck, and I get to it, and oftentimes they want me to go as hard as I possibly can. And my response to that is, you know, I don't feel comfortable doing that because I can tell that this is a very tender knot. And just the fact that you can't feel it is very concerning because it should be the pain level of a six from zero to 10. And you're telling me it's a zero. So what that tells me is that you aren't really listening to the pain levels that your body is trying to put forth to you. It is trying to communicate with you that that's really tender. And your mind is telling me to push as hard as I can, that the pain is good, that just it, you need to work it out. You need to press it out. And that's a huge red flag for me. I used to, in my massage practice, bruise people. I was in the camp of more pressure, the better. And if I dug in there for an hour, no matter how much pain it caused the client, that that was the best best answer to a knot. And it took several people coming back with bruises that were 10 days old from the massage I was giving and the fact that the pain was still there and the knot was still there for me to really look inside and to evaluate what I was doing with my hands and was I causing more harm than good and I decided that I was and that it was better to use the pressure that the body was okay with and that's when I really started listening to people's bodies not and my own but I think that my own journey of listening to my body came from listening to the muscles of others And I would start to close my eyes and feel someone's shoulder muscles just with my fingers and use the pressure that the muscles were allowed, were allowing me to use. For example, if I would push in and I would find a knot with my fingers and I would try to press harder into the knot and the muscles around the knot got very tense and tried to push my fingers back out, I would back off. 
and I would use what I call dessert strokes. So going around the knot and being very gentle and pressing away and being very kind with the, with the area. At the same time, in my mind, I would visualize sending love and healing light and healing energy to the area and also like a communication of, hey, I'm sorry I went in too deep. I'm going to back off. You can trust me. And I'm only going to send uh, healing light and pressure that you your body is comfortable with. And when I started doing that, what do you think happened? Their knots would go away and they would feel better and there were no bruises. And I started learning a lot more about the communication of the muscle and what it was really trying to say. And um, that was a really huge turning point in my career. It was pretty early in my career. Thank goodness. How many people can I um, give bruises to? But so the same thing, if you are someone who asks for really, really deep pressure during a massage, even if it hurts, my question to you is to just, I gently want you to consider the possibility of why you're asking for that pressure. And is that really what your body wants? Or is it what your mind thinks your body wants? Because bruising the tissue really isn't the best idea. It's not going to make it get any better quicker. It is not going to work it out like that. But our mind sometimes thinks that more pressure is the best way. And I think that's coming from the mind and not from the body. And it's just one of many discussions about this whole subject. I'm going to take a quick break and I'll be right back. You're listening to Your Body Advocate, telling your body's side of the story. To find your free ebook and more information about working with Ruth, go to ruthcummings.com. Now back to the show with your host, Ruth Cummings. So learning to understand what our body is trying to tell us, that is a great, fun thing to work out. Because there's all kinds of things it's trying to tell us and we, we don't listen. And I love bringing up with my clients, hey, what would your body say? What would your body tell you right now? What would your knee tell you? What would your head tell you? And it's always an interesting response because a lot of people have never thought about that question. And that's why like, I am your body advocate because I'm advocating for those areas that just aren't in the conversation right now. They're just not, they're not even considered when we make decisions. And it's, I, I do the same thing. You know, I, I don't think about um, what might make my stomach hurt or what will keep me up at night or what will make my knee hurt, like foods or different types of exercises or just, you know, different ways we sit all day. They're going to hurt, you know, you hurt your knees, hurt your hips, hurt your head, hurt your neck, etc. And we just don't even think about those things. And I'm trying to get better at it. And that's why I'm here doing this podcast for everybody so that we can, as a whole, hopefully get better at it together. Because when we blame a body part, it's so funny, like, you know, my elbow, I can't work out because I can't do pull-ups, so I'm not going to work out at all. My knee is hurting, so I'm not going to work out at all. Therefore, that's why I gained 15 pounds. <laughs> what would your knee say back to you? Is, does, it, does it share this, this idea that it is causing all this pain in your life? You know, like, what would your headache, what would your head tell you about you 
forgetting, quote unquote, right? Forgetting to drink water, going into the sun and looking into things that are bright that create a migraine for you. What would your head say back to you? (laughs) I don't think that it would agree with that it is at fault. There's just this missing part between our mind and our body where our mind thinks it's always right. And it puts our body in a place of not healing. It doesn't have this great environment of positive attitude and love and gentleness towards ourselves. Instead, there's like this hopelessness, this blame, this anger, and almost a feeling that it can never be resolved. And then that thought process can create a lot of issues, right? It can create depression and people wanting to isolate and really numbing the area that they're angry with. If they're angry with their neck, then they start to numb that area. I find this just amazing where I'll be working on an area and it's cold. There's no pulse. It's bizarre. And when I press in, they can't feel it. They want me to just press as hard as I can. Quite unaware of this lack of communication between their mind and their body. There are simple answers to help all these issues, all these miscommunications, so that we don't have pain, so that we can sleep, so that we can calm down, and we can be very balanced and happy in our lives. And they're simple, right? Not easy. And it's always easier to do it with a group, isn't it? Or with an accountability partner, and just knowing you have someone to support you. And I support you. I support you being happy and learning how to listen to your body and to find your purpose and live passionately and pain-free. So this is what we're going to discuss in this podcast. So thanks for listening today. And if you'd like to be a guest on my show, let me know. I'd love to have you on here. And if you have any questions or want me to talk about anything, or if you want me to interview anybody, let me know that too. Be gentle to yourself, be kind to somebody, and I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Your Body Advocate with Ruth Cummings. We're so glad you've joined us today and truly believe you can live a pain-free, passion-filled life. To connect with Ruth, work with Ruth, or to grab your free ebook, go to ruthcummings.com. We'd love to hear from you. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe so you don't miss our next episode. Until next time, friends, be open, include the unincluded, think outside the box, and spread love and kindness one smile at a time.